InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Well, just about anyone listening who's a driver, at some point you're going to have to take your car in to be fixed. And I'm not talking routine maintenance like an oil change, but something will be making a weird noise or something will break. Well, how do you know if your mechanic is giving you a fair deal? Well, joining us to talk about that is John Linkov, who's the managing editor of Consumer Reports magazine. John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Consumer Reports uh, has been around for decades. It's a great magazine, nonprofit organization. And every year you publish an auto issue. You talk about five signs your mechanic is cheating you. This is really interesting. I guess this is a fairly common problem. Do you have any idea how often uh, people are getting ripped off by mechanics? Well, what really happens is that people fail to communicate efficiently with the mechanic. So it can lead to it in 100% of the situations, but you can totally eliminate that if you just take some easy steps to really have a dialogue with your mechanic and you can knock it down. You know, there's still going to be some kind of rip-offs that's going to happen just in the world. But really talking with the mechanic and understanding what's going on can alleviate any of those problems. John, what are some of these tips you have for people who, you know, might make a light go on? You say, hey, something's not right here. Well, first off, people should follow the scheduled maintenance that comes at the car that the manufacturer of the vehicle sets. That's in a little booklet that's inside your glove box, the 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 mile services. The big problems come when you go to an independent mechanic and he says, oh, no, 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 I have this special program. This will do X, Y, and Z for your car. It'll keep you running longer. That plan, that's, you know, all bunk. Make sure that you stay on what the manufacturer plan is because it's also going to affect your warranty. If you don't follow the manufacturer plan and then have a problem down the road, one of the first things they'll come back to you and say is, oh, well, you didn't do the schedule maintenance when we said we're going to deny your claim. Do you have to use the dealership for all that stuff generally or can you use an independent mechanic? You can use an independent mechanic and do those plans if you do keep your receipts, just like you said. One of the problems is that when you start not filing your receipts, not keeping it, you don't have any record that anything was done. If you are worried or if you have a car that you purchased that unfortunately isn't one of our reliable or recommended vehicles, it's probably better to go to the dealership and have the service performed by them because you're going to have a record that everything was done and now you can go back and say, well, your dealer didn't do the work that you told them to do. So it's one of those things where if your car is reliable, if you have one that has a very good history, you can take it to an independent mechanic and just be very diligent about doing the work that's stated in the book. Now, recently I took my car into a dealership to have some service done and, you know, I told them what I wanted done very specifically and then they called later to say, you know, uh, we took a look at your car and they said, you need to have your transmission flushed and your radiator flushed and the car is not that old. And it just, I said, no, that's okay. Never mind. And, you know, it's been probably two years now and the car hasn't had any problems. Is that a typical type ripoff thing, getting something flushed out in your car? Well, they're very easy charges, even if they do the work and sometimes they may not even do it. But if they do the work, it's a low impact job that they can charge a lot of money for. They could charge an hour or more of labor where it's really just draining something, letting it drip and then filling it up again. It is important to make sure that you keep your fluids topped off. But if you particularly have an older car, when you start doing some flushes, you may end up knocking up some of the sediment that's built up, for example, in the radiator. It's good to keep the radiator fluid topped up, and you may want to flush it every few years. But if the car is eight years old and you're constantly flushing it, you're just going to knock those deposits off and then clog up the radiator. Speaking of dealerships, is it necessary to go to a dealership for service? You know, if you buy a new car, they'll say, oh, if you've got to come back, you've got to come back. But is that really necessary? You know, you don't have to because you're going to be paying for it whether you're at the independent or whether you're at the dealership. So 
go to an independent if the fees are less, if the hourly rate is less, and if you're comfortable with the independent. Now, if you do have to go to a dealership, you should go for warranty repair work because that's obviously covered underneath the manufacturer's warranty and any kind of recalls or updates to recalls. That is something that the dealership has to take care of. They will log it. They will take care of it. They bill back the manufacturer. You shouldn't have to pay for any kind of recall work or any work associated with a recall out of your own pocket. Our guest on InfoTrack is John Linkov, who's the managing editor of Autos for Consumer Reports magazine. John, what about parts? In fixing things, they've got to use parts. Do they need to use new parts, rebuild parts? I mean, it seems like that's a gray area. I'm not really sure what the answer would be. Well, it depends on on your comfort and the type of vehicle you have. If you have a brand new vehicle, you want OEM parts. You want the original equipment manufactured parts, new parts, nothing that's rebuilt. You have an older car, maybe it's a commuter car, maybe it's a station car to the train, you know, and you're comfortable with your independent mechanic who says I've used it, remanufactured parts from a certain supplier. I'm comfortable with them. Fine. Again, it's that dialogue, just dropping the keys off and picking them up and saying, "Okay, is the car fixed?" You have no idea what's going on. Talk with the mechanic. But when you are worried about maybe pricing of the parts or something like that, you could do a little legwork. Call a dealership and ask what the part costs there. Call a Napa or an AutoZone or whatever your local uh, franchise is and ask what a cost of a part is. Now, ask if it's an original part. Ask if it's a remanufactured part. Ask if it's a third-party part. Maybe, you know, it's from overseas or something. You're going to pay less, but you're also not going to get the same quality and the same warranty as an OEM part. So you may have to pay a higher price for it. But you also get an idea of what the price is for that part, and then you'll see if the mechanic is actually charging so much more for the part, and he's making a huge profit on it. Do they allow you to go out and buy your own parts and bring them in to be inserted into the car? Is that something you can do? Probably not for the most part. Uh, if you have a special car, a classic car, or something like that, you have a fun car that you do use on the weekends, you know, and you have a relationship with the independent mechanic, you can do that. I do that with one of my my vehicles, but for the most part, I have a, a good relationship. I trust the gentleman, and he goes out and he sources parts and just lets me know where he gets them from. What happens if you have a mechanic who just is sort of a serial repairman? In other words, they keep replacing part after part after part, trying to fix a problem. It doesn't seem to solve the problem. Is this fair for them to do it sort of in a diagnostic way, keep replacing parts until they find the broken one? Or is that really sort of another ripoff that you're talking about? Well, you know, with a manufacturer, if you go to the dealership, for example, that's pretty much what they have to do for warranty work. But if you have an independent mechanic, they're not answering anyone except really you. So you could go in and talk to them and say, look, you've done this, this, and that. The problem still recurs. I've spent X thousands of dollars, and it's not there. You know, either I'm going to take it somewhere else, and I want something back, or you're going to do more work, and I want a prorated amount on this. But the problem is still here. You've replaced a lot of parts that obviously weren't failing. What are you going to do for me? And at sometimes it's the point where you're going to have to just bite the bullet and walk, talk to a coworker, go on the internet, find another mechanic, and go there and cut your losses rather than keep dumping thousands of dollars into a guy because you feel like, oh, well, he's going to figure it out or I'm already in debt to him, I'm already obligated to go back to him. You may have to take a loss on it and go somewhere else and find another expert, someone who could fix the problem right there. Any last words for people who you know want to avoid getting taken to the cleaners when they go to get their car fixed? Well, when people have a problem, they should definitely note it. You know, it's not something you could do when you're driving, but when you pull off the road, you get to work or home, write it down in a little journal. You know, that way you could say, well, I was driving 55 miles an hour. It was a wet road. I was turning left and I heard a clunk. Then when you go to the mechanic with that, just go and talk like that and spell it out in straight words. Don't say, well, I think the wheel bearings on the left rear wheel are failing because you know what? You're not an expert. 
in their field. They're not an expert in your field. You're not going to go to your doctor and diagnose a problem. Don't go to your mechanic and diagnose it. Just tell him or her what happened. And then, you know, if it really needs to be, take the mechanic for a test drive. Say, look, here's where it's happening. When It's when the car warms up, so I can't leave it overnight. So why don't I come here at 8 o'clock in the morning? We'll drive around, and I'll show it to you. It's those little things that, again, go back to what I was saying, establish a dialogue with the mechanic. And, you know, you have a, a relationship there, and the, you don't feel like someone's ripping you off. That person feels that they can talk to you. And it's much better than just throwing the keys there, coming up, leaving your credit card, taking the car back, going home and getting angry because something wasn't done. Jonathan Linkov, Managing Editor Autos for Consumer Reports Magazine. Jonathan, if people want to learn more about the auto issue and your magazine in general, uh, where can they go? Is there a website? Well, everything that we have is available on our website, consumerreports.org. Some of the information is free. Some of it is subscription. It's a fantastic resource. Terrific. Thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.